They may have retired their party girl hats, but they are still popping the bubbles. Come listen in on two lifelong best friends having unfiltered conversations about life, love, and now their journey into motherhood with the crazy stuff that happens along the way. So go ahead and pour your favorite drink because it's time to pump and dump. Here's your favorite duo, Maggie and Julie. Welcome to Time and Pump and Dump, you guys. Welcome, welcome. Episode 13. Lucky number 13, huh? Oh, I'm like, wait, is today the 13th? But I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, man, Julie, I feel like I need some spark or some caffeine. That is caffeine. I need some coffee. I need to get in the podcast mode. You're not in it, but it's going to be a great episode today because we're literally talking about your birth story. I know. And it's been what, 13 months, I guess, since Mm -hmm. I gave birth. So I'm going to try to remember this story as good as I can. And I just want you to ask me questions. Like I'm excited to finally share the story because there was a time that like at the beginning, I feel like I just wasn't ready to talk about it. I don't know. My hormones were crazy in the beginning. So now I can definitely share it a year later, which is so funny. Well, I think it's going to be perfect. It's perfect timing. Cause like we're at the end of my pregnancy, but it's been 20 days since we last recorded, which is crazy. We're no longer doing like the weekly drive. Yeah. It's more like whatever aligns with our schedules. Yeah. It's going to make it happen. But I really do. I think we have a good goal of once you're back from maternity leave and then maybe once I'm settled in Georgia, um, I don't know, maybe the, we, we can like do do the weekly things because you guys, we do have some, a big time podcaster lined up to be a guest. Yes, we do. We still do have that. And we haven't even announced who it is. And we haven't announced, I don't know if I'm ready to share who it is because then what if you jinx it and the, they get busy, but I will say that we're going to start season two off with a bang with some big time podcasters coming as guests. Julie will just have had a baby. I think during that time I'll be like, maybe putting an offer in on a house in Georgia. Like there's going to be a lot going on. I'll have, I'll be able to have a champagne. Oh yes. Nice. I don't know. Maybe by that time I'll be pregnant and, and our roles, oh, our so roles will switch. Uh, my mom called me after the last episode and she was like, are you pregnant? Because we said 5,000 times yeah. that I wasn't pregnant. <laughs> I knew that someone was going to think that. And first of all, I was like, mom, that's not how you're going to find out. Like, could you imagine? No. Oh, Hey mom. Oh, okay. And, and before we get into our pump and dumps, I have to say that my dump of last time, I want to say last week, but whenever we last recorded the lumps in my breast, Oh, we need an update. Yeah. Yeah. So they were, um, now I can't even remember the word. It it was what we thought it was the fatty tissue, the lumps. It's like fibro, Um, fibro, fibro, right. Something like that. But that experience of going in there was so nerve wracking. And like, I don't know, the, the office just feels sterile and this like dark and the carpets are Brown and it was just depressing. And then there was just one lady in there. I'm like, Oh, do you have cancer? I just wanted to give her a hug, but who knows what she was in there for. Right. But I will say I only had like a couple of people reach out to me after listening to the episode. So, so you're loved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, thanks for caring. I know. I think most people probably just thought it, it, it was what it was. 
right well that's great news I know you were really nervous I mean who wouldn't be nervous when you like walk into a a facility of a breast cancer right and and I mean we're getting older so like I don't know that is when you got to start like really feeling for lumps and paying attention to your health it freaked me out yeah I there was one time I found like a bump underneath it's like underneath my armpit like oh yeah a long time but well, that's the scary part I think it's yeah. like when it ended know, up being armpit. it ended up being is it but oh, um, <laughs> I texted my mom too I was like there's a bump <laughs> well how old are you this was like a couple years ago oh okay all right so you were like 16 like just have it's like, like razor burn <laughs> popping zits in my armpit <laughs> so gross Julie Okay. So anyways, give me a recap. Like what's happened the past 20 days of your life. Okay. I feel like, like, um, I'll, I'll try to hit the high notes. Um, we bought a car. So also I listened back to that episode when I made my big announcement of us moving, I said like, we're moving. Like, I don't even think you could understand what I was saying. So if you didn't get it from last episode, we are moving to Georgia. Sean got a new job. Um, but his last job, he had a company car. He had a Subaru. Hey, so that Subaru was so much fun to drive. They have some like get up to them. So it feels like a little go-kart riding around. It, it was, it was a fun car, but so changing companies, he had to give that car back. So we went and, um, we did some car shopping, which like first day, lots of fun. Second day, not a lot of fun. No, it's exhausting. It's tiring. It's an all day event. Yeah, it, it it was a lot. And then like, you're talking finances. So we ended up going with a, um, a BMW X5. We got a 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so funny. The lady who had it before she, I guess with COVID and then she was, I think kind of an, an older lady that just didn't drive much. There were only 12,000 miles on it. Holy crap. Right. That's yeah. amazing. It, yeah. It's really nice. Um, basically brand new. It, it feels brand new. I mean, there's some features because we did also like we built out what a 2022 was going to be. Right. And this is what's so crazy about like buying cars right now. Apparently there's a chip shortage. And so cars were taking like three months to get like, t- by the time you ordered it to get to you, it was going to be three months. And then uh, dealerships are just tacking on like an additional 3% interest from what the website says it was going to be. So we ended up like, it was going to be like 15, $1,600 for a car payment, which is just dumb. You know, Sean, it was one of those things. He was like, okay, can, can we afford this? Yeah. Is that what we want to spend $1,600 on a month? Like, and then you and me were talking about like, let's, we should go get an investment property. Mm-hmm. or something yeah like that was that was just use, gonna it, be use that money better yeah yeah um and because he has a he's getting a car allowance with this new company and so then it, it just didn't make any sense to so and, and the 2018 it's so nice um so that was like a really high note but then something funny that happened you know this but tipped in the first day I don't know if he was teething what was going on with him he was just pooping a lot like a lot recently. So the first day we were there, he had a blowout and we forgot shorts, which why does that feel like that happens to us a lot? All the time. Like we, shouldn't we have learned from the time that I got thrown up on the airplane? Always have a change of clothes. Honestly, I, I blame Sean because this day we did have, we brought his diaper bag. We have two separate ones. So we, he 
had a blowout while we were at BMW and then across the street, like we just wanted to go see what a Porsche looked like. So we roll into Porsche with Tipton in his just diaper and looking like, yeah, they're like, you can't afford this car. Get out of here. Like you can't even afford shorts for your baby, (laughs) but it was fun to like, see what that looked like. And then the next day we went and, um, Tipton pooped again and he was wearing shorts and it seeped through his shorts onto the guy's pant leg, which was just like mortifying. And he was, um, he, he said he had triplets. There were 15. And so I'm like, okay, but when was the last time you got pooped on? Like, right. It was, it was just, it was awful. Um, he was a good, a good sport about it. Yeah. He was fine. I'm trying to think of like the other big things that's been going on. I just feel like we've been busy. I guess the update in my, um, in me trying to be more active and present on social media and trying to get more engagement. I it's a lot. It's a lot of putting yourself out there and I've gotten some really good feedback from people. And some people are like, I live for your stories because you're like being real. Yeah. And then other people hit, hit my dad <laughs> literally has been like, I've gotten like two separate phone calls, basically like, Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what's, what's happening with your life right now? What's going on? Why do you keep, he, he said, he was like, why are you posing in front of a field? I'm like, that was a flower wall. <laughs> um, I wasn't in an open field. And then he was just like ragging on me. He was like, well, why do you keep wearing the same clothes then? Like if, if you're trying to be an influencer, like you're, you're, you keep wearing the same outfit. I was like that. I'm not wearing the same outfit. That was two different posts. Yeah. The same day. We talked about this. The, the older generation is not going to understand unless oh, they're like on, like my mom's on TikTok, So like, she knows that, she, that that's like the thing she loves watching your stories. Okay, good. So like, like she gets it. I also think like my target, like you think about all the influencers out there, like the big time girls who are say 30, the most, most of their followers are women of like of their age. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, dad, you're not my target audience. You don't get it. Just like it. Give me a, give me a heart. Give me that heart so I can get the likes up and move and move on. (laughs) And so he did say that. And then when I did that, um, when I did the video of me and Sean, wait, hold on. Lily just texted me. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I let her take my car. So she's at the mall. That's fun. Yeah. Hopefully that's okay. That she's in my car. I don't know. It's a lease. Um, anyways, what am I trying to say about influencing here? Sean, I don't know. He did the video oh oh yeah. Sean just did that video. Um, and my dad was like, now you've drugged Sean into it. And I'm like, honestly, he had fun doing it. It took him 15 seconds to narrate that video. His commentary was hilarious. Yeah. And it was funny. So yeah. like, it's just a hobby. It's like, and my mom was saying, I've always wanted to like, when I was younger, I wanted to be a model that ship has sailed. And then like, at one point I wanted to be on SNL and do all the things. She was like, now you can do fun things. Like you can go get dressed up and take a picture. And it's not like, life or death. This isn't how you're making your money. It's literally just for fun. You're making fun videos. Yeah. You still want to be, I mean, you've always wanted to be famous. You still want to be famous. That literally hasn't changed. (laughs) I know. I I, I thought like, okay, I'll become a mom. I'll get married. I'll be fine. Not being famous. And I'm like, when is this happening? 
Well, it's so funny too, because I really, I haven't decided like what my niche is on Instagram. And I was talking to my friend, Amy, and she was like, she had to, when she first started, she was like, yeah, I was just posting, thinking like a brand was going to find me and that I was going to get discovered. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm like, hashtag everyday made well tagging made well. And like, it doesn't work like that. Like, I'm just hoping someone's going to discover me, but that doesn't happen. And discover me for what? Like, will you be my gene model? <laughs> yeah. You Well, the only thing that I kind of think maybe that would happen is because made well, they like use average looking girls. That's true. Not yeah. average. Normal. We talked about that last time. Yeah. They have like normal girls yeah. in their ads. They're not like sticks. Right. But if nothing happens from this, can't we just like chalk it up to it's fun and it's a hobby and I like posting. And if you don't like it, unfollow me. Right. But also don't unfollow you because you want Please the don't follow me. That's going <laughs> to mess up my ratio. <laughs> That's so you've had a lot of exciting things happen. Yeah, what's um, going on with you? You're about to have a baby. Yeah. I'm about to have a baby. I guess the most exciting thing that happened is I turned 30, mm. right? Like that's, that's a pretty big deal, but, yeah, your, um, your, your gift's on its way. Stop. Where is it? China? It, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, the store. it was like the most, it was not the way I had always imagined my 30th birthday being like, you know, but it was nice. My parents came in town. We did like a nice dinner and we ended it with gelato and literally that's all I wanted was gelato on my birthday. Okay. Uh, yes. It w- maybe wasn't the way that you thought, but when did, when I guess thinking of your 30th birthday, you start thinking of that when you're like 25, you know, and at that time you're like raging phase. Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah. But Even now, now thinking about it, that was a perfect 30th birthday. You're pregnant with your first son. Like, yeah, no, baby. it ended up being great. Like we, it was very relaxing. Um, and yeah. We went to like a farmer's market. All I wanted to do was eat. That's all yeah. I did. So you whatever. were very active, like walking around doing all that stuff. Like I feel like I and I'm not pregnant. I was like, I need to put my feet up. So yes, I haven't been having like really bad swelling except like at night. Sometimes there'll be swelling. Like there was one day when Ruben was like, I've never seen your ankle look like this, but like, I had also like walked a lot. I think that was probably the yeah. reason that my parents were in town. Um, but I haven't gotten the Jessica Simpson feet. Oh, but is it even coming? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I guess if it hasn't by this point, maybe it won't. But I do know that some people, depending on like what happens in your labor, like yeah. if they pump a ton of fluid in you, like, yes, be, yeah. Be, be prepared for looking down at your legs and being like, why are my calves the size of my thighs? <laughs> <laughs> so I can already see like the, the nose, the weight gain in the nose. It's I mean, so I'm, funny. I'm just I not seeing tell. it on you. I'm not seeing it on you. On my nose. I can see it in my nose. Like my brother called me out for it. And I don't know. I just, I need a nose job now. I mean, is it ever going to go down? Um, but the one thing I did think that I wasn't going to have to do was remove my wedding bands. Oh yeah. And I did have to do that. Well, I'm glad you did it before it's too late. Yeah. Cause you almost had to like chop, saw your, I thought, oh, no, I thought we were going to have to go to the fire department. <laughs> Which would have been devastating and scary. How do they not cut your finger? I don't know. They might, <laughs> they get the hose and they're like squirting your hand. Oh, just rinse her off. Um, no, I think that you'll probably be able to put it back on. Like as soon as you get back from the hospital, mm. I don't know. So I've already started buying, like, I'm so ready to wear like fall, n- not pregnant, 
pregnancy clothes. So I'm like yeah. buying my like fall wardrobe, but then I'm like confused as I'm like, what size do you get? You're still like, you're still kind of, you still have your pregnant belly. Right. My mom said that when she was like, expect your belly, when you go home from the hospital to look like you're about five months pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then in about like two weeks, then it will really like really start going down. But like, as soon as you leave the hospital, but, but I don't know. I mean, that's just such a generic thing because then I think about some girls that I know that walked out, not looking like anything. And then yeah. me, I still look nine months pregnant. So <laughs> I don't know, Julie, it's a, uh, it's a, it's not, it's a case by case basis. Get a medium, just get a medium, <laughs> get a medium. Um, yeah, we're really excited. I think my dump, I mean, that could just be my pump is like turning 30. My dump is yeah. like the, just the waiting game now is like right. so hard. I was telling yeah. you the other day, like we're at the end and like this whole time I've just been saying like, oh, you're pregnant. Like I'm pregnant. It's a saying, mm-hmm. it's a saying. And like, I can feel him in there. I know he's in there, but it's like hard to imagine like birthing a right. child. And like, maybe everybody feels this way. I know like you kind of felt that way. It's, it's just hard that- to imagine them not being inside of you. Yeah. It's just such a surreal thing because you get very used to saying that term, I'm pregnant. And then yeah. you think about it, you're like, oh, okay, ooh, a baby's in me. That's weird. But then thinking about, oh my gosh, like what was so weird to me is seeing him like right after birth and being like, oh my God, that was you in my stomach. Like yes. they're not, in, they're not like an alien in your stomach. Like they're fully developed in your stomach and right. then they're out. And then like you had this like mental image probably of what he looked like inside of you. Like I have this image of what he looks like in me, but yeah. I can't see him outside of me. Mm-hmm. I can't see his face. It's weird. It's it, it's one of the most surreal experiences I think you'll ever go through. Right. It's, it's, it's really crazy. And then I feel like with your hormones being all over the place after birth, like I didn't really, and I've talked about this a little bit, like it was day, and I look back at my pictures, it was day eight. And I was like, holy shit, this is my son. I love him so much. It hurts. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's here. He's real. He's ours. Like those and first eight now, days where you just kind of like starstruck almost, or just kind of like shocked. Well, <laughs> I'll get into this a little bit when I tell my birth yeah. story, but I was on medication. Um, I was on pain pills from my C-section, yeah. which I really do think just like kind of glazed me over. And I was like, la, 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 this is great. Because even my sister, when I got home, she was like, why aren't you acting like this is a big deal? Mm-hmm. Like I just got home. I was like, Hey y'all, this is Tipton. What's up? <laughs> this is my dog. Yeah. Get a picture. <laughs> what up, dog? Yeah. It was just, it was very weird. And then I think, I guess I only took the the pills for six or seven days. And then mm. that is when I was like, <gasps> it Oh my off. God. Yeah. Yeah. It totally hit me. Well, let's kind of like, let's just dive kind of right into your birth story because okay. this is like the perfect segue because I know, like, I know of your birth story, but I have mm-hmm. now that I'm pregnant, I'm going to, I see it from a completely different light. Yeah. So I'm going to have I'll, like a I'll ton s- of questions and. Okay. Yeah. Ahead. I want you to ask me questions too, because mm. you're wait, how many weeks are you? 37, which is okay. when you delivered. No, I delivered at 39. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. I was totally wrong. Okay. So uh, my sister yeah, I definitely don't know your first story. No, Kate delivered at 37 weeks naturally with her second. So I was going to say 30. All right. I'll get into it. 
37 weeks was around the time that we were having the discussions of what we wanted to do as far as did I want to do an induction? Mm -hmm. And the reason why that conversation even came up was one, it was August in, um, it was August in Texas. I had put on 70 pounds. I guess at that point I had put on 60 and I was like, I can't see, I I don't know how in the world I'm going to get one any bigger. It's so hot here. And then with COVID and people like not like really flying or knowing when to fly, I wanted my mom to come out here. Mm-hmm. And from a scheduling standpoint, I'm like, w- at what point do I tell her to come out here? It's right. a 12 hour. Cause she wasn't flying. She wanted to drive. So it's not like she could, you know, book a last minute flight. She was like, I need to have at least 12 hours where I know to get there. So all of those things back and forth conversations with me and Sean. And then my doctor told me that, um, having an induction at 39 weeks, that's actually, and everyone's going to say something different, but my Mm -hmm. doctor believes that 39 weeks is the right time to deliver a baby. Um, there's less chance of having a C-section of vaginal births. He just like, it's not like he doesn't believe in C-sections, but he just thinks that's the way to go. That's what women want. Um, so I was more so on board. My mom can get out here and then I'm so fat. Get this baby out of me. Yeah. (laughs) Like I've done it. I proved to myself I could do it. So we end up booking it right at 39 weeks. Um, my mom comes out here a couple of days earlier. And then also like, I'm just an anxious person. So, Mm -hmm. well, I was an anxious person. I swear. I don't know what's happened to me in the last year. I'm so not anxious anymore. It's so amazing. Um, but the thought of going into labor at the house freaked me out and not to, I I don't want to say anything in my birth story to scare you. No, I already know all the scares. Yeah. It just freaked me out. I'm like, Ooh, what are we going to do? What if there's traffic? Like at that point we had moved when we, when I first found out I was pregnant, we were living a mile from my doctor's office and we stayed at the same doctor's office. Cause I like my doctor and now we're nine miles and nine miles in Dallas can be 30, 40 minutes sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, Really it's 20 minutes. But so that thought process of, Oh my God, we're going to be 20 minutes away. That is so scary. Um, so when we made the decision, it was one of those things. And Sean is the same way. It's like, let's make this decision. Just stick with it. Mm -hmm. Like don't, don't teeter back and forth. Like once we've made the decision of the induction, we're doing it. Right. So I had the date scheduled. My mom came here. I was able to like, go ahead and start my maternity leave. Um, and just enjoy like a couple of days off of work before I went in. So I had to check into the hospital. It was a Tuesday. I checked into the hospital at 5.00 AM. You get checked in, you meet your nurses for the morning. Um, we then just hung out, I guess for a couple of hours and then Dr. Collins, so my doctor, um, he was still on shift and at 7am was when the induction process started. Mm-hmm. And so, so what they do first, like, what was the first thing? First thing they do when you got in there, you put on your robe and I went ahead and put on, I brought my own robe yeah. um, and then they put on a belly monitor. So mm-hmm. that first thing you do is they go ahead and put on the belly monitor there and you get into the bed. And then me and Sean, I don't even know if like at that point we were maybe playing Uno. We were just like trying to, yeah, we were just passing the time again. It hadn't hit me. It was a very surreal thing. I think we like put on the office. Like we were just watching TV, hanging out. I brought, um, thank you cards. Oh, for the nurses. 
No, but that's a great idea. I want to do that. I I needed to write a couple more thank you cards for gifts I had gotten for Tipton and hadn't sent them out yet. And so my plan was during the waiting period to write thank you cards. Well, I'm a dummy. And they also had to put an IV in you as soon as you get there. Hmm. Um, And they put it in my left hand. So then I couldn't write. I was like, that was a mistake. So if you... Don't ever do anything in your dominant hand. It's like when you get a shot, you're supposed to do it. And I always I feel like the left is where they always go. Regardless. They asked me and I was like, do it in the left. Okay. I always say left. And then Silly. after that, I'm like, why'd I do that? <laughs> like when I got my vaccine, I was like, I couldn't walk around and then did it with my left hand. Thankfully we don't really write anymore. Yeah. Keep me on track because I feel like I'm going to get off topic. Okay. My bad. Go ahead. All right. So we got the IV the baby bandage and you take some pictures and then 7am he comes in there and, um, I had something called Cervidil and I think there's like Cervitec and Cervidil and it's a, um, it's a vaginal, it's a pill mm-hmm. or like a, a suppository, something like, like an insert. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. then the doctor comes in and inserts it at 7 a.m. And then it just like releases all of its hormones and it's supposed to then start ripening. And they, they do that every four hours. So question at this point, are you at all dilated on your um, own? I think I showed up to the hospital like 1.5. Okay. So not a lot. Right. Um, and oh God. Yeah. This, this, that's a good question. That is so crazy. So I wonder, this is me going off topic. If you didn't get induced, I think I would have been late. You would have maybe made it. I mean, he probably would have induced you by 41 weeks. Yeah. But I I don't think, I I think I still had a couple more weeks. Again, you probably would have gained. (laughs) Oh my God. Can you imagine? I think I would have hit the hundred mark. (laughs) Okay. So then that process is every four hours they come in there and they do the insert. And so let's say it happened at seven and I think I made it. I think let's just say that it was around 10 PM. So Dr. Collins also leaves. He says goodbye to you. And so I asked actually, just so you know, like kind of how induction works. I'm like, okay, so if you induce me starting at 7 AM, does the baby come at like 7 PM? He was like, no, it's typically like he was prepping me for a 5 AM birth or even the next morning. Like it takes a while to ripen your cervix and get you more dilated. So it wasn't until I guess 10 o'clock that then I had gone from like 1.5 to two. So like, I still really, yeah, I just like, wasn't, I, I don't think I was ready to have Tipton yet. Holy crap. Um, so then what started happening is my contractions, um, the medicine they were giving me, it also like it kicks in your contractions. And my contractions were becoming really, really strong at two centimeters. Yes. Damn. I then I didn't want to get the epidural yet because once you get the epidural, you can't move. And so like, you're like, okay, you're in the broom. Like you're not, you're not moving yet. And I wasn't ready. Like I liked getting up and walking around, going to the bathroom. They got to put a, um, I also heard it can slow it down. The epidural. It can slow your labor down. I don't know that. I mean, I just, I read also like when I'm talking, if whoever's listening, please know I'm not a doctor. So if I'm not using the right, everybody's birth story is different. So like yours is completely different than like four of our friends. Yeah, that's so true. No one's just the same. So I decided to get before the epidural. I just, I wasn't ready yet. And I was like, 
And this is what I've told you the advice when you think you need it, but you're not quite ready. You should go ahead and get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you know, you already want it, I'm not saying if you, if you don't want it at all, don't get it. But once your pain is there, it's only going to get worse. And right. so I decided to get this drug It's called fentanyl. And they literally told me, they were like, it's going to make you feel tipsy. So in my head, I'm like, hell yeah. I haven't had a drink in nine months. Like <laughs> let's get wasted. Feel, yeah. I want to <laughs> feel a little tipsy and it did not that to me. It, I mean, it felt like major, major drugs with a bad reaction. Like I felt like I, or I, I was like almost hallucinating, mm. like thinking I was in this music video. I was holding my tongue because I was scared. I was going to swallow it. Golly. So like, there's kind of a funny video of Sean, like, and I'm, I'm laughing in it, but looking back, I'm like, I would, that was a little scary. Just like how high I was. And then the, also telling the story I've said, I wish Sean could be here for like me telling the birth story. Cause at this point I'm pretty high. So if I get something wrong in my birth story, sorry, that was, no 10. one's going to know. So you're right. So that was 10 PM. And let's say by 11 or something, I was like, okay, I need the epidural. So I get the epidural, the guy comes in there and he's a weirdo. He's like asking about our last name and the heritage of it. And I'm like, dude, dude, come on now. Like this isn't the time Read the room. Like I'm in a lot of pain. Sean is like, you know, doing the productive husband thing. Like, Hey man, can you just like, you know, she really needs it now. And then he was like, I'm just here to make women feel good. I'm like, creepy. Um, so he gives me the epidural so funny. He leaves and then he comes back with a printed out ancestry.com definition of my last name. Ew. What a weirdo. I'm like, again, read the room. And I was like trying to be, I'm like, thanks. So cool. So I don't know. Let's, let's say now it's 1130. We've gone through a couple of different like shifts, or maybe this is what we're on our second shifts of nurses. And when you have your epidural, you really don't feel your contractions, but you get to look at this monitor mm-hmm. and you see your contractions. So you'll see it like spike up, which is crazy. And you're like, oh my God, I bet that one would really be hurting right now, but you don't feel it. Yeah. And then on the bottom half of the monitor, it's um, the baby's heart rate. So when my contractions would spike up really high, um, it would contract Tipton. And so like, I guess it was squeezing him in there and it then started like slowing down his heart rate and baby's heart rates. I think between delivery are like supposed to be 130 to 160 or something. Mm -hmm. And I think throughout the entire pregnancy, he was around like 150. Well, he dropped down to 30 beats per minute. Oh my God. I didn't know it was that low. Yeah. And it was, you know, Sean's in there talking to me and it drops down Oh, wait, hold on. Before that, actually the monitor that was on my belly, it stopped monitoring him or like, it looked like it had stopped monitoring him. It looked like my monitor had stopped working, Mm -hmm. but it was his heart rate dropping so low. So then did you know that that was happening or like, I had no idea. I thought the monitor, I thought the monitor and they were like, Oh, sometimes these are a little like faulty, which now looking back, like, "Mm, why would they ever be fault? Why would you, they're they're saying that to make you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened next the lady comes in Sean goes and gets the nurse she's outside and he was like something's not right 
so she's readjusting it and trying to move everything. And again, now at this point, I've had my epidural, so I can't really move. So she's like trying to move me. And like, you just feel like this, like dead weight trying to move around. Well, I guess she sees that it's not the monitor actually is working. Mm -hmm. She's in there typing and we just see her leg lift up and hit the emergency red button with her knee, which is like, okay, we saw it. We just saw you do that. Right. And Sean is like, you know, he's just trying to be like the guy in that situation cannot do much. Like he's Mm -hmm. not the doctor. He's not the one in labor. He just wants to make you feel safe and, you know, protected in there. And so he was just trying to like, keep a really calm, calm face. So as soon as she hits the red button, I kid you not eight nurses run in the room, Good Lord. eight and crowd the bed and block Sean out, which is like, probably so scary for him. Cause he's mm-hmm. like, seriously, seriously seen from a movie, like trying to like peek over these nurses shoulders, looking at me, like nodding, like it's okay. It's okay. And again, all these nurses now again, 70 pounds on me. It took a lot of nurses to <laughs> roll me over and bring in the crane. <laughs> <laughs> seriously. That's so, so bad. I think at this point they had thought the cord was wrapped around. Mm-hmm him so they were trying to move me and if you move me then maybe move him and then then they figured out it was actually his heart rate and they figured out that it was the medicine they were giving me were making my contractions so intense and that they it was cutting off his heart so his heart rate was down at 30 30 beats per minute for six minutes Mm, I did not know it got that bad longest six minutes ever also I think that now that you're like in the in the moment and like you're, you're pregnant. Cause I remember telling people this, and especially not parents are like, Oh wow, that's scary. And like, you don't really, you're not really thinking about it. No. So now you're like, Holy shit. They did a monitor on me and it dropped to, it went from 150 to 130 and I freaked out. So uh-huh. like, now I know how drastic that drop yeah. is for six Holy minutes. Holy crap. So then what they do is they, why did they do- wait so long? Uh, I don't know. Don't know. Well, so what they did then I remember looking up at this one nurse and she was probably our age or younger. I'm like, what's going on? Like, I just asked her what's going on. She's like, the baby's heart rate's down. We have to stop your, we have to stop your labor. So they give me a shot again, like scene for a movie. Like someone just runs in there. A stranger is like, gives me a shot, puts oxygen in my nose. And like, now I'm just like crying. Cause I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Sean thinks I'm going to die. Like he struggles telling the story because he's like, I literally thought you or Tipton. Yeah. First Tipton. He was like, I thought Tipton was going to die. And then you were gonna have to go in surgery. It was like, and it was awful. Yeah. It was so scary. So then they stopped my contract. They stopped my labor and it's, um, so say 1230 and Dr. Collins is called, he's gone home. So like he called, he calls, he's aware. Then they, he like has something on his phone that he's watching my labor. That's cool. It is cool. Um, and then they basically are like, I was like, what happens now? They're like, let's just let things, let's just let your body do its own thing. And if that happens again, we got to make a decision and it's time for a C-section. And then, so I think we're good for a couple of hours. His heart rate comes back and then it happens again at like 3 AM. And they move me again. I think this time it was like two minutes. And then this was like the most chilling thing ever. So Dr. Collins is at home. I hear a knock on the door 
And I'm like, I know that knock. It was like, he had like a specific knock, like the one that happens at my prenatal appointments. And I'm like, holy shit, that's Dr. Collins. Mm -hmm. And he walks in the door. I'm like, I I just remember saying, I'm like, you're not supposed to be here. And he's like, yep. Bye. Um, we need, I needed to come in. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is now serious. And then basically I was like, please tell me what to do. He was like, we can keep waiting or like, you know, I think it's time you guys get need to make the decision. So I call my mom, I call my sister. And again, COVID Sean's the only one who's allowed in there. Mm-hmm. So my mom is here waiting and, you know, she's just trying to be, it's, it's so sweet. Like if, when you're a mom and then your, your kid is in a situation, you're trying to stay. I, I know she was terrified, Yeah, but she's trying to be like, it's okay. And then yeah. you always ask them afterwards. And she was like, oh, I was, I was so nervous. Yeah. Um, so then I don't know what the discussions were. I think just based on Dr. Collins reactions and the fact that he had come in, he was like, it's time to do a C-section. Yeah. And it's so interesting how like the, the room shifts then they're like, I'm thinking this is the worst thing ever, but then the nurses are like, okay, let's go have a birthday party. Like, like it's time to go meet your son. Very, yeah. very exciting. Um, and again, my timing is off because Tipton was born at five. 30 or 507 or something. Yeah, I remember. Um, so something happened, but basically once it's decided to go to the C-section, dad needs to go get in scrubs. They will you in, they were like, we need to go get her prepped, but I had like prepped because they have to like shave and do all this stuff. Like I did that before. Like I, I no one's touching me now. Like, um, yeah, ready. you were prepared. So I was already prepared. Um, and then I remember asking them. And by this point, remember, I've already had, I had the fentanyl Mm-hmm. And then epidural, which I don't think it does anything to your brain, but I told them, um, I was like, I have horrible anxiety. This is the last thing that I wanted. I didn't want a C-section. Mm-hmm. Y'all got to give me something to calm me down. So whatever they gave me, I don't remember Tipton's birth. Really? I don't remember it at all. Like I have some memories from being able to look at pictures. The first thing that I remember is I get wheeled in. It's just bright. I remember the anesthesiologist. It wasn't the creepy man. It was like actually someone who trains under him. She was absolutely amazing. Held my hand through all of it. So she's in there because she's monitoring how much they're giving you. Yeah. Um, and then I think it took, I don't know, it takes like six minutes to get in there, open you up. And then tipped in, didn't cry. Something was wrong with him at the beginning. So then like, they have to go check him because, you know, his heart rate had been down. So then Sean is like, okay, like in, in hearing Sean's story, like he was just, he said he was jumping up in the, um, like getting hyped up, like before a football game, because he was just so anxious, he, like mm-hmm. jumping up and down, he yeah. they gave him like Aww. extra large scrubs. And he was like, they didn't fit me. They were falling off. I was just freaking <laughs> out. So then by the time they check on Tipton, he's fine. They come to hand him to me. And I just remember being like, I'm going to get sick. So then I kind of remember them like bringing, bringing me the baby and then just walking away. And they gave me one of those long bags and I just like puked six or seven times. And then, well, um, and too, like you're, you're getting all this medicine on an empty stomach. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't eaten. So like, that's a lot of drugs to like, and it gave me a really bad reaction. And then, um, we got our picture and I remember being like, there's a video. So I don't remember this. Sorry. I'm like, is he fine? I'm like, I'm like, is he fine? I'm like, I don't, I don't ask that question. I would, I, why didn't I say, is he okay? I'm just like, this is how it sounded. Is he fine? 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so we got our pictures and then they sew me up. And what Sean says, literally what happens is once they've checked on the baby, then it's time to focus on the mom. Sew her up. So they hand the baby and they're like, here, dad, like, really you, you're on your own now. Like after they've cleaned and everything. So then as they're like, sewing me up, Sean just has tipped in. I pass out for three hours after surgery. Are you, so, did you like, while they were sewing you, well, I guess you don't really know, but like, were you just like looking over at Sean and then like, no, I think I, I, I fell asleep. I literally <laughs> passed out. Well, I mean, dang, you'd been in labor hours. for like whole over like 30 hours. No, like right under 24. Cause it was 7. AM to, to five. Okay. Yeah. Five. So my math's off. But then, but then I passed out. And so they take you into this recovery room. So Sean's job then was to watch Shipton, call everybody that knew what was going on. Let okay. everyone know I'm okay. First of all, there was a, call? there was a, no, there was a family chat. I was included mm. and he had texted the family chat. Like, you know, his heart rate dropped. We're doing a C-section. Then we don't hear from him. Oh my God. And so then me and Kate are texting on the side, like what the fuck's going on? Why hasn't, and we're all like, what's an update? What's an update? Cause we know C-sections take very quick. Like, right. Like, so, so, but also right. too, like you want to have your one-on-one time, but like, right. but also just, think about, think about now, like what was going in his head. He had just like gone through like a very stressful time. Yeah. And he's like, I think I remember him saying, he was like, once people knew you were okay, then I was like, I put the phone down. But he was like, I knew there were tons of questions all this stuff. And then yeah. I just woke up like, so confused. But between the time of getting, we have to have an emergency C-section to then hearing, okay, she's fine. Here's the baby. It was like the longest time. Me and Kate were like, is she okay? Like did something happen during surgery? Okay. And then, so another thing I didn't mention was during that time, like I said, my mom was here. She drives into the hospital and just going crazy. Oh, I'm sure. Because if you're saying Sean's not answering, like that's, that's what she was dealing with. So she, she just said she paced around the parking deck. I'm like, mom, what were you going to do? If something happened? She was like, I would have found a way to get in. I would have found a way to bust in there. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's the story. And then I guess like afterwards of the, you know, the hospital experience really was great. I got the, um, uh, I got the catheter in and was able to sleep through the night because you're going through this right now. I couldn't sleep through the night without peeing every 45 minutes. So like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about that. Uh, moving around in the hospital after a C-section is so painful, but I, that's the one advice I give to someone because what you're going to, when you have a C-section, you literally, if trying to stand up feels like you've been sawed in half. So you physically can't stand up. I was just like kneeling over, but I had it. My doctor was like, you need to go shower. You need to walk the five steps and go shower. And that was one of the most painful things I've ever done. I just remember trying to walk and the bonding that happens between a husband and wife at the hospital is incredible. Mm -hmm. Like Sean saw me in my most vulnerable state ever. I needed help to go to the bathroom. I couldn't stand. He had a help. I, maybe he helped me wipe. Um, yeah. it's just, you know, he's seeing the catheter get changed. I've got this huge gash. It's you sent me a photo. Like I think your first bathroom selfie yeah. and yes. you were like hunched over like a cre. You look like a creature. You were just like, yeah, because it's physically impossible to stand yeah. up. But what you have to do is like, and it's so crazy. And 
a miracle and our bodies are so amazing. Like from the time I delivered him to then leaving the hospital, I was able to walk standing up straight. It's so crazy. the pain meds help a lot. Yeah. Like I know some women and, and I don't know, a lot of people on their second C-section, they say, I'm not going to do it, but I'm like, why wouldn't I do it? Right. The one downfall about taking pain meds is some people say they push themselves too hard because you don't realize how much pain you're in. So you end yeah. up like walking too much or whatever, yeah. or walking upstairs or picking up something that you really shouldn't be. Right. So I remember actually when I was done with the pain meds, your pain is still there for like a couple of weeks. And then I was like watching videos of like C-sections when I got home. I'm like, oh my God, that's what my body went through because I got home and I did, I tried to, I was like trying to sweep and do all this stuff and like be a contributing mem- member to the household. And both yeah. Sean and my mom were like, stop. Yeah. And then, cause I don't think I had realized what my body had been through. Well, You have to think of, and I never thought about it this way until we took our birthing class, but like, regardless, if you have a C-section or a vaginal birth, your placenta is like taken out, right? You, you deliver your placenta and it leaves a gaping hole in your uterus. So like that hole has to heal right those six to eight weeks. Well, and I wasn't prepared to still have bleeding afterwards because Mm. I thought I didn't have a vaginal birth. There's not going to be any bleeding. Yeah. There was bleeding bleeding from the placenta. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just a big wound. Yeah. 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 So then, um, like recovery for a C-section, I tell anyone if they know they're going to have a C-section and maybe even you now, like start taking stool softeners. Cause they Mm -hmm. all talk about your first poop after a, after childbirth is awful. And after a C-section, it is terrible. And (laughs) I had also started taking iron. Aren't you on an iron supplement? Yeah. You should ask your doctor right now, if you can go ahead and start taking stuff already, but the iron hasn't affected me. You haven't been constipated the exact opposite. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I I'm definitely, but again, like it's weird. Everyone's body's so different True. how they like metabolize things. Right. But, yeah. and I would just say that like, actually someone texted me the other day, like, Hey, my friend's gonna have a C-section. What are things you need? And so the biggest piece of advice was walk around in the hospital, have a stool probably to get up and out of bed. Um, I never wore the diapers. I just did like a pad. Mm-hmm. And then it's really, I mean, it's the recovery process. Isn't that much different. I, I don't think, um, because neither one of them sound great. <laughs> like no. I've, I've heard like Danny Austin, I remember following her after she had hers and like the diapers and the uh, perineal bottles and the tearing. Yeah. The tearing. Like I didn't have any of that. I just had major abdominal surgery, which, which, which I was going to also touch on when we saw Sean then later did show us a photo right when he came out and like your insides are like Uh out on the table. So like we could see the open gash and then like, there's your, there are your organs. Right. It's, it's really weird. And he wasn't supposed to actually take that video, but well, I, so that's my thing is like, I want someone to take the pictures while I'm in there. Like, do I ask a nurse? They will. Yeah. I think some of the nurses will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's just so Some people have some, some also have like hospital, um, photographers that you could pay to come in there. I think like, are you, are you wanting like the, um, the shot? No, but I do want a mirror. Regardless if I have a vaginal or a C-section, I want a mirror. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
I want to see it. <laughs> well, you, you, had the, you had the screen, like the, yeah. the, the drape, but they make a clear drape. I don't think you could lift your head to see. You're laying flat on your back. Show me. Well, you so, have a huge belly. There's no way you, you could see. I think just because they like, lift like, them up o- over the thing. Over the screen. Should, yeah. Okay. I, well, I think so. I literally don't remember. I want so badly to get pregnant at some point and have my, my second baby. I want to remember it all. Just put your GoPro in the corner. And I'm going to look way better. You guys but to promote this episode. I'm definitely putting out the picture. Right. Well, I think birth. it's good. Like that you shared it because again, you were like one of the first friends that out of our group that was had a baby, right? Yeah. You had a C-section and it was really eye-opening to know like what the process was of doing a C-section, doing the induction mm-hmm. versus the vaginal delivery, because you know, all of our, I don't know, you just, you don't really hear a lot about C-sections no, and like the recoveries. And that's something that I wish, like, I'm glad I talk about it too, because the, the scary part wasn't the C-section. The scary part was what happened in labor and Tipton's heart rate. So like, yeah. I hope whoever is listening to this, like, don't be scared by a C-section. Mm-hmm. Um, because now that I'm informed and I know about it, like that's, I'm going to do it next time. I'm not even going to try to do a V-back. So like, I, wish I had been more educated of the C of C-sections that like, yeah. they're not scary. Like if they were scary, that late, that nurse wouldn't have come in and be like time for a birthday Let's party celebrate. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Now I'm going into the whole thing open-minded because I learned so much from your experience. We had yeah. a couple other friends that had a lot of my friends have actually had C-sections. I have a friend who has like, who, who chose a C-section. I mean, her frame is super small and she was like, mm-hmm. I just, I'm just going to do the C-section. And I also think a lot of it is like based on what your mom did. Mm-hmm. So like her mom did a C-section and she was like, that's the only thing I want. Like in my head, it was just vaginal birth or, 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 nothing. or, no, or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad that I I'm more educated of it. Now I can talk to my friends, like, don't be scared. It's really, it's fine. It's quick. Yeah. It, it's so fast. Yeah. And, um, I also didn't know anything about inductions either until you went through it. And now I know so yeah. many people that have, are doing it. Yeah. And I mean, you just have to make that decision with your doctor, me, based on my experience, I, if, you know, if I could do it again, I don't think I would choose to do an induction. You would kind of wait until like it goes natural. Yeah. Yeah. But it's part of Tiffin's birth story. He's safe and healthy and yeah. And now, you know, like you've been through it once and now you kind of know it was like, it's trial and error. You're going to do things differently. Just like your first Yeah. You literally have no idea. Like I didn't know what the right thing was to do, but I knew that I, you know, I was in good hands with my doctor. So exactly. Well, that's just, it's so wild. Like now that I'm pregnant, hearing you say your story and then like, just imagining me in that, in that position, like that's crazy. I know. I'm so excited to hear yours. So I feel like we're getting close to like the, a long episode. Um, do you, I feel like we should try to schedule one more episode before yeah. Before you have your birth and you need to like go over questions and whatever. yeah. Like last minute freak yeah. outs. Yeah. Or last, yeah. Last minute freak outs. I don't know. Maybe we could do something on um, social media, get people engaged and ask them like, do you have questions for Julie or advice? And we could go over that. Oh yeah. Advice would be good. Yeah. Cause like you can read so much stuff on the internet and then it's like, okay, well now I'm freaking out. Yeah. Right. The internet well, is just a scary place. Yeah. Well, thanks for letting me share it. That's funny. Like, I don't think about it a lot. 
But then when I do, I'm like, holy shit, that was crazy. Yeah. And that was a crazy time. Now you get to like, look at him and like, he's amazing. And the whole experience was awesome. And now, you know, going into the next one. Yeah. What to expect. Yeah. I'm I'm going to look a lot better. Next one. Give you guys this picture of me right after birth is hilarious. Well, that's the thing too. It's like the one of, um, the queen or what's her name? Princess, whatever. Mm -hmm. And she delivered and like walked out looking like a freaking model. And then it's like, right. Which is sad to think about like how much pressure is put on them to walk out and take those pictures to everyone. Like when, you know, she's bleeding. Yeah. Like she's wearing a diaper under that Chanel dress. (laughs) Seriously. Um, Wait, wait, wait. Do you have your, um, what, what'd you say you're going to wear home from the hospital? I don't really know. I have like a dress pack and then also leggings. So I really just don't know. Okay. Why? One of, one of, no, I was just wondering, just thinking about what you're going to wear. I, I definitely would recommend that just being as cozy as possible. Like, again, I was so big that I didn't want to even try to put on pants. So I got that big dress, but you yeah. know, I'm going to do a reel of like my, my clothes that I was wearing postpartum. I think I, I think I got rid of that dress. Cause I was like, this is awful memories awful memories that um, thing needs to be burned those shorts need to be burned but that oh, real that real is gonna be these fun. shorts yeah that real is gonna be really good yeah it's gonna be good sean's out of town so like i'm just dedicating my nights right now while he's gone to making reels yeah because why not why um, not well i'm excited i have a haircut appointment i'm getting my oh. hair dyed so I'll, I'll be doing that yeah it's like i'm gonna be leaving in 20 minutes oh nice cool Well, I am so excited that you shared your story. Hopefully people enjoy it, listen, and can relate or then later follow up with questions, but we will um, reach out to you guys on social media. Thank you for listening and joining in on our pump and dump. I forgot my, I forgot my out, my out. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. The intro intro wasn't great either. I was like, Hey, Hey, welcome. It's so funny with podcasting. Like I'm having so much fun now, but like the buildup of doing it is like, why did you just mute yourself? <laughs> did you too? <laughs> yes. Oh no, but I always have so much fun when we start recording. It's like, uh, do we want to today? <laughs> you know what? You we, like, don't have, we don't have Adobe. You can't edit this part out. I almost texted you like, should we just reschedule? When no, I thought about it too. And then I was like, have a, have a spark. You're going to be fine. Bless it. Okay. Well, All right, thanks well, for thanks. listening. Join in, you know, next time we record. Yeah. Whenever that will be, we're not going to put a date on it, but we'll see you guys later. All right. Peace.